This is GKW. Welcome to another edition of Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee. Joining me, as always, from ESPN in West Palm, Brian Rowitz. And catch him, ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Also, you can catch him, Busted Open Radio, Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. He's Jonathan Hood. The man behind the card. <laughs> always my whole career i've always been behind the card so clearly there's only one place to start the show this week and that is the surprise return of cm punk saturday night in chicago at survivor series he comes out does the it's clobbering time thing that's all he does and then he gets about Five minutes of promo time on Monday Night Raw. Raw's three hours, and we can only find the biggest. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> he's, he's starting. Don't forget the commercial free hour, also. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's starting already. He's already calm, angry. Yep. We just not. We're, we got to calm down here. We got to calm down <laughs> because the question where we're starting because he's CM Punk because a year ago at this time we had no idea what was going to happen with CM Punk because he was still entangled in some legalities with the, the, the fallout of the brawl out before he eventually returned to AEW, eventually gets fired from AEW, and now here he is back in WWE with Triple H sending out the perfect tweet um, with him doing the points at CM Punk, the traditional you know hunter points uh, whenever they sign somebody new at WWE, going back uh, as a tradition to his NXT days. But the question is, What's the CM Punk story one year from today? Well, first of all, I don't know how you guys handled it, but when Survivor Series is over, I was about to hit exit so I can watch the rest of college football for my college football Saturday. Because we got the logo on the bottom, the copyright, yep. so long everybody from Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. I was about to turn it off, and then all of a sudden, shh, shh, and we get this bad remix of Cold of Personality. I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. And here comes CM Punk. Chicago had been waiting for that all night, and it happened. So uh, Triple H using his old NXT tricks, copyright <laughs> on the bottom, thinking that it's going to be over. Wait, wait, it's not over just as of yet. So I thought that was cool, a really cool moment if you were a viewer. Especially well, in, to yeah. throw on, yeah, to share the viewing experience. So, I was watching Survivor Series not live, and like mm -hmm. I'd seen some vague text, I gave someone, so like I sort of assumed, but I didn't know for sure. So, I was like, All right, I'm gonna watch it now after watching football. And the Peacock app, which sucks by the way, you have to wait for the replay to start. Yep, you have to wait, you have to refresh, you have to refresh. You don't know when the replay is coming, but it's coming eventually. So, I keep refreshing. Finally, the replay is there. And then also right under Survivor Series, a new playlist, a CM Punk Best in the World. So I was like, <laughs> all right, so that's what's happening tonight. So that was my viewing experience Saturday. But but you know what, though, Gabe? A year from now, I believe that CM Punk will be in WWE because here's what WWE has that AEW did not. A conduct clause in his contract. A conduct clause. If you F up one more time, you're done. And I think that CM Punk realizes that this is the last time on the main stage. You may go to an indie, you might be end up in MLW or the NWA someplace or TNA, but if you screw this up, this will be the end of you on a main stage. No more AEW, no more WWE. So from a year from now, is he on sh the shows every week? No, but I think he's still in WWE. I'm with you. I think he's in WWE, and not only with the conduct clause, but... AEW, and this is something we've talked about with Tony Khan forever. Like, Tony Khan 
has like the, the circle of trust for Tony is so small. He doesn't rely on a lot of different people. He's relied on Brian Danielson in the past. And based on all the backstage reporting and everything that, you know, we now know about the whole situation of punk there, like punk was almost a locker room leader there, right? Like collision was his show. It's the reason why we get, you know, um, jungle boy doing the spot at all in that eventually leads to the firing of CM punk, which if you're a WWE fan, I guess you're thanking Jack Perry today. I, I don't know, but, but I think that they have such, this is, I look at this in, in the prism of a regular sport in that punk is obviously a volatile entity, but he can help out your team. And if you have a great locker room, you can absorb that, right? And if he if he starts to negatively impact your culture, then you bounce him. But they don't need to him to come in and be a locker room leader. They already have plenty of those in WWE. They've been able to operate just fine with Hunter and, and, and everybody else backstage. So I don't think they need to come in and have him be there and be like, oh, I'm going to mentor the young guys like, like he was at AEW. And then he gets pissed off when nobody comes to him for advice because I don't think that's the role he's going to serve in WWE. He can come in, he can do his stuff. And, you know, if you want, if somebody voluntarily wants to kind of go to CM Punk as a young person and he can take them under the wing, you can do that. But you don't have to be looking at him as this, oh, we CM Punk from this locker room leadership perspective, because I think they have plenty of those guys in WWE, whether it's Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, see, I agree with all those parts. And I think the big difference also, I feel like there's more adults in the room in WWE. Like in AEW with so many guys that have come up to the indies, like they haven't known what that structure is. And that probably rubbed Punk the wrong way. But I just don't know what from CM Punk's his past sort of makes you guys think that this is going to work out. Reportedly, it's a three-year deal. I would be shocked if he lasts three years. And I think a year from now, he's done with wrestling. Maybe he pops up here and there. I think he gets through Mania, is sort of the part-time guy that he envied and hated with The Rock and Cena and Brock and those guys. And then something pisses him off because that's the thing we've seen. There's always something. Like all of a sudden, like, oh, this guy said this wrong or this went the wrong way on TV. And he pisses off the wrong guy. And if you're WWE and you're this big corporate entity, you don't put up with stuff like that. I understand what you mean, Burwitz, but I think that even in our side of the business, whether it's radio or television, and you have this malcontent in the market, right? Uh, sure. Didn't work at this station. Didn't work at this station. He's on TV. Where to work? And at some point, someone has to say, you know what? Maybe it's me, and I've got to be able to straighten out what I, you know, my issues. Yeah, back in my day, it was like this. And these young people, they don't understand today. That's exactly what CM Punk went through in AEW. But I really believe because of the WWE style, because of the corporate nature, that there's a distinct difference, and I think all three of us know, between what Triple H and the WWE does and AEW style. What's AEW style? Wrestle how you wrestled in the indies. There is no AEW style. WWE, there is a standard, and there is a commitment and all those things. If it was loosey-goosey like AEW, I can understand. But I really believe what's best, Gabe and Brian, is that he is a part-timer where he just sure. comes in and just be able to, I'll be part of this program and then get out. I don't need to see him every week. He's an older guy. Here's one thing we do know about CM Punk now. You put him in the ring too often, he'll get injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But from a dollars and cents standpoint, like as amazing as Saturday was, and that was Chicago, and that pop was ridiculous – it wasn't the same Monday, and the same is true for Orton. Well, I feel like R-Truth's the only one whose pop was, you know, level from Saturday to Monday. Somehow, like, he's the one that's super over. But, I mean, but, like, you weren't – no, you, you weren't going to match the pop. You weren't going to match the pop for Punk, no matter where you put him. Sure. But there's a huge pop for him if you put him out there first. Like, how, sure. how you have – 
What they gotta get the jelly roll like, though. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're touting it the entire show. It's the most interactive thing that you've ever had on social media. The most watched thing you've ever had. Like this ever. huge return, and you give the dude five minutes at the end of a three-hour RAW. The crowd is exhausted. You gave him, and RAW wasn't. I mean, RAW wasn't that good. Like RAW was fine. It, was it wasn't a good RAW. No. So now you have a crowd in Nashville that's all excited to see CM Punk. You have a crowd that's going ooh at home, going ooh commercial-free first hour. And instead, you give him a Randy Orton promo where he's going to be fighting Dirty Dom later in the show. And then a tag team turmoil where it's like, eh, some of the teams were fine. Some of them, you know, it wasn't great. It was bad. Like, if you put Punk right out there first, you had an opportunity to grab a crowd. Monday Night Football sucked. It was a terrible yep. game. Yes, like, it it took him forever. It took him forever to score a touchdown. Jay Hood knows he had to watch. He's in Chicago. Yep. And, and you have an opportunity to grab somebody, especially with that commercial free first hour, you can grab everyone with CM Punk. Give hell. If it's give them 15 minutes in the ring, in the ring um, with an open mic. And instead we just get a kind of truncated. Okay. CM Punk promo for five minutes at the end of the show. Like they completely choked that away. Like that was, that was a, a choke job. A hundred percent. Like overthinking the situation. Oh, they're going to watch all three hours. If we put them at the, no, Nobody's watching all three hours of Monday Night Raw. Put them out there first, right before Monday Night Football starts, and maybe you can get some people to stick around if you put on a good product, which they did not on Monday. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. But also, like, the PG Punk aspect, and, you know, that was trending Monday based on that MJF promo from Thanksgiving of last year. Like, I don't know if that's going to hit the same with fans. Like, I think the younger demographic doesn't know who CM Punk is. And we've talked about it a lot with the WWE audience. They're not the same people watching AEW. They're not pro wrestling fans. They're sports entertainment fans. So, like, what is he going to draw in terms of people? And they had a good thing with the Rollins thing. Like, that was going viral. I had multiple people send me that saying, hey, is this real? Like, non-wrestling fans. Yeah. Just sort of like, hey, I know you're a wrestling fan, but is like, this real? How, how do you not follow that up? Sort of ignore that. I mean, again, right. the, the money. The... Yes. And Punk said, you know, and that was the best part of the Punk promo. Didn't even say it in your microphone. Yes. Said it in the camera. Not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. And the money yeah. would have been Seth Rollins and... Uh, CM Punk face to face. Yes, like hundred percent. I, how how do you how do you not deliver on that? And instead, now you've got it in your back pocket, and you're going to push it down the road. No, man. Like you got to strike when the iron's hot. Like, and it's it's just so disappointing that they had that momentum and then decided to just throw it all away on Monday Night Raw. It was I, I was I say- just so perplexed with how they handled it. Completely agree. Hell of a job by them controlling the headlines, though. Saying, oh, Hunter wasn't there Monday. Like That was a Bruce Pritchard show. Like, you know, Hunter had the night off. He was doing other things. Like, very convenient to let that leak this week. Yeah. 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 So, a couple, well, you gotta, you know, someone's got to take the heat. Let it be Pritchard. <laughs> also, <laughs> yes. also on the AEW side of things, not shocking that over the weekend after CM Punk debuts, while Brian Danielson was on a committee <laughs> that really led to the firing of CM Punk. You know, just people just looking to throw pe- other people uh-huh. under the bus to avoid blame themselves uh, well we'll get to that dumpster fire in a second we'll definitely get to that <laughs> two things that that you guys talk about first of all brian that is not true that young people don't know who cm punk is you know why because aw's audience is younger and they knew who he was because he was on the show now, not, now again i don't know the demographics of wwe i know that those they uh, here's the thing 
wrestling fans know everything that's going on. They might turn a blind eye to AEW and vice versa, but they know exactly sure. what's going on. Even if you're not investing time on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays to watch AEW, it's on your timeline. You know exactly what's going on. You may hate AEW, and it might be a WWE stand, but still, you know what's going on. So, so young fans know who who um, CM Punk is. The second thing is, is there's, there's two thoughts. 2A, 2B. One, this could be a test for CM Punk. Hey, man, you're not going to go out first, but we're going to try to extend this out. And you're going to be last. You will be pretty much the main event. Second thing is, is that could you imagine if he goes come on first? Now, listen, I'm a WWE talent. I know that this is good for the company, that CM Punk's there, but not everybody feels that way. Could you imagine if he's first and Randy's like, what the F, man? I, I've been out for almost two years with a back issue. You put him first? I know that there's some heat, some underlying heat. Now, I don't know from everybody in WWE, but I'm sure that there are some people, not Seth, because that's a work, but I'm sure yeah. that there are some people that are like, hmm, why'd you bring him back? So now that presses me down in the card. Now, you. Well, I wonder how Randy felt about Saturday. Like, that was a hell of a moment for him. Yeah. Like, that ovation, that reaction. And it's like, oh, actually, never mind. Like, well, look, but, we had another shiny toy. But it doesn't here. take away from the reaction that Randy got, especially with everything he got to hit in the ring. Like, that, that ovation was great. And, I mean, it's not like they were playing his music at the end either. They were playing Kingdom. They were playing, right. you know, yeah. the... They were playing uh, Cody Rhodes' music that got interrupted. So, I think... I, I don't think CM Punk coming back, at least on Saturday, interrupts... You know, the, it doesn't take away from Randy Orton also returning. But the guys in the middle of the card, eh, let's just say Sami Zayn. Let's just say Drew McIntyre. Let's just mm -hmm. throw some guys out there that's been, you know, in the mix, but not really. You know, they're not be champion, that kind of thing. I don't know if there's real heat or not, but I'm sure that they're thinking Punk's here. So that pushes me down the card. So I just think that that actually was good business. Like it, it, I know that what they try to do, they try to to get the anticipation by putting him last. It didn't work. We saw the numbers. Yeah, it was just okay, you know, for Monday Night Raw because the show sucked. Was, I, everything was a C plus to me. Almost yep. everything I saw was a C plus. So I understand what you're saying, Gabe. Like, yes, it's the hottest thing. It's hotter than Orton. It's hotter than the Men's and Women's Survivor Series actually because Punk is back. But I think they did that on purpose, just to see what, if the audience would grow or would they wait. And they did not wait; it just kind of stayed stagnant. Yeah, because we're not going to wait. As it's, like nobody's going to Monday Night Raw's third hour is always going to go down. And even though Punk, you know, lifted it up a little bit, you know, like the the numbers week over week, year over year, whatever, they're up a little bit. So some people did stick around, but. I think you could have done a huge number if you go out there with punk, because I, th I honestly think you probably lost some people when Randy's music hit and they went, Oh, okay. All right. Let's see what, let's see what Buck and Aikman are talking about with this dumpster fire of an NFL game. Like, even so, though that was a terrible NFL game, like the yes, NFL yeah. is still King and we have a football, like we have a fever and the only cure is more football. And so, you know, they, they, they blew an opportunity. So, so I'm, I'm clear, bro. It's so, Okay, so I watched it too. Obviously, we all watched the punk uh, promo from Nashville. You thought the crowd was subdued for CM Punk? Yeah, I thought like they were into him, but like I don't know. Maybe it's just the Nashville crowd, but no, I didn't. And maybe it's because I'm comparing it to Saturday, but it didn't feel like that crazy. Like, oh my God, CM Punk is here, and that was sort of a letdown. Like, there's a lot to cheer for in a WWE show, especially a three-hour Raw and like all the faces they have that they're trying to push out there. And then yeah, the promo just being meh. Like, he didn't say anything. And I know it's the first one, and they're just pushing him down the line. But, like, 
it's disappointing to see CM Punk with a microphone in his hand, and then we get that. A year from now, Punk is at another Survivor Series. They're part of a team of four, a team of five, and he turns heel, something like that. I mean, but I, that's what I think. I think his character, and he stays with WWE because if the Hall of Fame means anything to him, he'll be part of that. I don't see WrestleMania, by the way, coming to Chicago anytime soon. Um, but the point is, though, is that I think that he sticks around. But as I, I said, I know we said this on the show when he came to AEW the first time. It's like, keep him special. He's a veteran. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. need to roll him out there every week. You don't have to do that. I mean, if you want to, just put him on the microphone. That's fine. Like, you just put him yeah. on the microphone, put him on commentary, like AEW did with Brian Danielson this week. Like, there are things you can do where you can still have Punk around if you're looking for that Punk pop in terms of kind of keeping a little bit more interest that he always is going to draw. Like, there are there are certain ways to do it. But the other question I have off of this, just real quick, mm-hmm. is he is he main eventing night one or night two of Mania? Night one, because Seth's got to take on somebody. Yeah, I agree. But to flip it, is he mature enough to handle if he's not? <laughs> That's a well, good payday, man. He, well, because just, well, because we we asked the question a number of weeks ago on this show. What's the best match that WWE can put on? And like we were struggling to come up with good ones. Hell, we threw out Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul as a potential best <laughs> matchup. The best matchup that WWE can throw out. It's either if if they and it depends upon how they tell the story. But it's either Punk Seth or Punk Roman. Yes. And yeah. by the way, in each either one of those situations, Punk cannot be my heavyweight champion. That that now that might sound controversial, but we've been down this road before, yeah. right? Which so is you're the, so you're the heavyweight champion, or if you've got uh Roman's championship, you gotta be on the road. And so outside of a raw and smackdown and doing some house shows, I don't know how he can hold up to that. Which Body. is fine. Which is fine, because again, Punk's goal has always been to main event WrestleMania. He's been WWE champ before. He's been World Heavyweight champ before. He's done those things. Main eventing WrestleMania, and that's the thing, because I know, and and maybe maybe not anymore because he said he's changed, but I know if he main events night one, that doesn't count as main eventing WrestleMania in his mind. He has to be the last thing to go on WrestleMania weekend, and that's always going to be his goal in WWE. Well, if if that's against Roman, bro, it's... Is that a, is that enough draw? Yeah, WrestleMania is drawing itself. I'm just saying, yeah. like, Punk's not winning that match. Nope. No, and I don't even know if that's a great match. But then also the other side of that part is like, is Cody pissed? Like, is this story ever finished? Like, how, how long is this story going? Oh, oh, oh. Bro, doesn't think that's a good match either way. Seth or Roman? Huh? How about that? I think Seth will be good in the ring. I think that will deliver. But like for me, Cody, like, there's just so much in the air. And that's the thing. I feel like when we get to January. There's a lot of great intrigue right now at the Rumble because, like, oh, there's a number of different ways they can go. Thank God. Yeah. So excited. <laughs> and it's weird because I don't think we'll have like surprises, especially in the men's Rumble, because they've got everything out there. But there's going to be good intrigue about who wins. So hopefully they don't screw that up come January. Oh, God. If it's Cody again entering at 30, I'm going to be so mad. No, um, you know what? It's, you know what? It's not chalk this year. Bro, it's right. No. You, there's about eight to 10 people saying, oh, what the F, right? 100%. Push for WrestleMania, though. That's the thing. Yeah, it, 100%. All right. That clearly top story in the world of professional wrestling, but plenty of other things happening right now. We like to call it the three count, the other top three stories happening in pro wrestling. Brian, what's that number one this week? Oh, right. We'll head to AEW, the Continental Classic, officially underway, all leading up to the finals December 30th at World Den and the group finals December 27th on Dynamite in Orlando. 
how should the Continental Classic end? All right, so you have the gold and the blue. And in the yep. gold, you have Mox, Swerve, Jay White, Roosh, Jay Lethal, and Mark Briscoe. In the blue, it's Brody King, Claudio, Andrade, Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia, and Eddie Kingston. So those and are- also the records as of now. So in gold, Mox and Swerve both two and zero, so they have six points. Jay White and Roosh both one and one, they have three points. Lethal and Mark Briscoe zero and two. In the blue, Brody King and Claudio both one and zero. Andrade and Brian no matches yet, and then Garcia and Eddie Kingston zero and one. Um, it kind of seems like to me coming out of the gold, especially the way they've done it early, um, it, it's Mox or Swerve, and I think Swerve needs it more. Like Mox, Mox is already established, and we saw that with, um, with with the match that he had with Orange Cassidy, where Cassidy at that point, and I thought I thought Mox was going to win that match, but they, they ultimately made I think what was the right call in keeping the international belt with with Orange Cassidy. Mox is so established at this point, he doesn't need any of these accolades. Like, Swerve, they're really starting to push. So I think coming out of the gold, you need to see Swerve. Man, out of the blue, I, I want to... By the s- way, the group finals, I think we get, like, a rematch, essentially, in each group, right? Yes. Like, I can't confirm it anywhere. Yeah. And like they're, okay. Yeah, so it's the top two that'll points. That'll be the December yeah. 27th. It's, it's yeah. very okay. much like the... Um, the tournament for the NBA that you get these because we just saw okay. yeah just, so John Moxley's wrestled we saw Jay Lethal wrestle twice and lose mm-hmm. so they go it's yeah. round robin correct yep yep you're playing at you're, right. you're wrestling I think at the end so like if it ended now Mox and Swerve who are still going to face each other would face each other a second time to correct go to the finals. correct with an cool. elimination yeah to make it a little bit of a tournament yeah. um God Almighty. Out of, out of the blue I don't I don't know who's coming out of the blue division I don't know if it's going to be I don't think it's going to be Eddie. I think it's probably going to be Brian Danielson, and then Danielson puts Swerve over. I'm not, but I, I think Swerve ultimately wins this whole thing because it seems like the way that he's they're pushing him, the way he's been performing and answering the call. I think Swerve ends up being on top at World's End. Uh, that is the final, and that is the decision. Next topic. <laughs> uh, because, guys, you know what this is, right? You know what this is. This is filler. This, no, what this is is the Brian Danielson Invitational because he'll never be in the G1. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. Yeah. Like, he's too old and too banged up to be in the G1. And Tony Khan says, I got an idea. I got an idea. We'll have our own tournament. We'll have our own G1. That's what this is, the Brian Danielson Invitational. Brian Danielson will come out of the Blue League, and you'll see Swerve Strickland in the Gold League. And, of course, it's Brian Danielson because he doesn't mind losing. So Swerve was going to win this one going away. And, and when you look at both sides, why is it that I, there's more guys in the gold league on that side than the blue league that I'd love to see win? Like 100%. If it, swerve, if it ain't swerved, then for me, it's Roosh. Yeah, Jay uh, White. If, it, if it's not him, it's Jay White. It's John Moxley. Blue league, here's what I've fallen in love with. I think we talked about this already. Like Brody King, to me, is over. And yes. I want to see, and oh, I don't know oh, if it's oh, oh, maybe we'll get Roosh and Brody King. Because they're going to kill each other. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, that'd be like, I, somebody's got to tell one of them it's not real, right? Like, someone's yes. got to give them a heads up. Hey, guys, <laughs> this is still pro wrestling, you know? But that would be, you want to talk about meaty men slapping meat, Brody King versus Roosh. That would be meat, meat, meat with every slap and chop. I've got an ante- I got a small antidote for you about that. It's funny you said that, Gabe. I heard this maybe three days ago. Somewhere down the line, and we need to research this and find it if it's on YouTube. 
somewhere down the line, Roosh took on um, God. Roosh was in a matchup against Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, and <laughs> right, and I'm talking <laughs> New Japan, like Shinsuke, right? The King and of Strong Style. Point, and at some po- at some point after the match, Shinsuke said, "I'm in there with Roosh, and I didn't know if I was in a real fight or not." <laughs> Honest to God, he was like, at some point in the middle of the match, he's like, "Oh man, is this guy really trying to kill me or not?" Like, not joking. He was like, "Should I really ball my fist and beat the shit out of this guy because he won't let up?" I, and you could just, there's certain things that you say as a wrestler. All right, he's up, brother. All right, yeah. he's up, brother. All right, he's and like Roosh is not hearing any of that. And Shinsuke thought he had to like defend his life because he didn't know if Roosh was being real or not. That says something, doesn't oh, it? Yeah, man. And Young hopefully he's Roosh. okay. That's the other annoying part. Like, Roosh seemed to be legit hurt last night with his leg and somehow still finished that match and did what he had to do. So hopefully he's okay. That's not good when you are already, all right, we got this match, and you're not sure whether or not right. he really wants to kill you or not. That's not good. <laughs> no, that's fair. And, I mean, I agree with both you guys in terms of the end of this. Like, I think Swerve over Brian is the way to go. But the other weird part, and I know this is AEW logic, Eddie putting his belts up. So does he not even get to the finals to like really defend the belt? He's going to lose the belt without actually losing the belts. I mean, I get, we'll, we'll find out because he's the one facing Brian Danielson on Saturday. So yeah. we'll, I mean, and Eddie's already lost one match against Brody King and maybe that ends up being the rematch at the end. But if Eddie loses again to Danielson, then I think that kind of, okay, then it's, it's not going to be Eddie and Eddie putting his belts on the line. That's, that's part of the story and they'll figure out a way to mix it in. But, I mean, does Eddie versus Swerve do anything for you? I know, and, and you're and you're the biggest Eddie Kingston yeah. fan we have on the show, Brian. From a wrestling standpoint, no, like, and because the annoying part would be there would be no time to develop a story. Like Eddie's yeah. going to get you invested in the story. We're going to find out the finals on the 27th. They're going to wrestle on the 30th. So just that quick turnaround, like, no, mm-hmm. it doesn't do much for me. So if we were going to give our top four. Um, wrestlers that should win this Continental Classic, the Brian Danielson Invitational. <laughs> Swerve would be first, but how would you rate the rest? Swerve, and then what? Um, I mean, I, I mean, Mox is going to be there at the end. But I just don't think he's going to win, so I don't think Mox makes my top four in terms of people. And and I love Mox; like he's yeah. he's yes. one of my favorites. I would say in terms of people I want to see win this, I would go Swerve one. Brody King to Jay White three, Andrade four. I agree with the top three. For my four, though, I would go Daniel Garcia. Like, I feel like they're sort of pushing stuff, and, like, there may be something. Like, this would be a great opportunity to sort of elevate him. Say, look, look at all these guys I was able to come out on top of. That's, I mean, I think Garcia is in the tournament because someone's got to take the pinfalls. Right, yes. Yeah. Same reason reason Jay Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe are over on the gold side. You know that Lethal ain't serious when he's doing that that double J strut. I'm like, you're not a serious wrestler. <laughs> you don't really want to win. Because that's not – I mean, I, I've played good money CJ Lethal over the years. Paid yeah. good money, pay-per-view and in person. Man, I'm going – where are you going? I'm going to the pavilion to check out Jay Lethal because he's on top of the card, ROH champion. He's just a character now. Like, mm-hmm. So you're just not going to be a serious guy. And then when he calls out Lethal Injection, the worst finisher, by the way, in the business – so much of the wind up and the load up and just like, okay, this is stupid. Like, well, so you're not serious, being serious. But the Daniel Garcia thing, guys, it's, I don't know where they're going with this. Because this easily could be I'm jobbing out and then leaving. 
yep. or I'm jobbing out to be able to be built into something. And I don't know what that is in AEW. Like Garcia's a good enough wrestler. I don't like the dance is over, but so was the, you know, dude, right. you know, it's so I, I look at it as the same thing as that, you know, what, um, you know, in WWE. So I, I, I don't know if Garcia as a character is over. He's got a move that's over that people enjoy, but I don't know if he's over. And I, I don't know how I feel about Daniel Garcia. Because the best we saw with him when they went the other direction, when it was him, Brian, and Jericho, yes. and then like the being torn between being a wrestler, being a sports entertainer, and then he went the sports entertainer route, and then they just sort of forgot about him. Like They've shown what they can do, but with AEW, which we talk about a lot, they just sort of have a short attention span, and they move on to something else. It's like, hey, I'm over here. Do something with me. Let's just call it how we see it. Let's just be honest. Daniel Garcia, if he left AEW, would be stuck in, a in NXT. As a, mm -hmm. as a as a terrific wrestler, because yeah. there's no because oh, yeah. the wrestling he's got that down a hundred percent. But but he's same face though, and then outside the dance he's got nothing. They added the dance just so he could have a personality, but right. he'd be like maybe twenty five percent of that roster in AEW slash ROH. Uh, bell rings, head down, wrestle. Uh, one two three. What's my next step? How many times I got to go over the top rope? Yeah, but have you looked at me? What's up with the you know no. No, I just got my head down trying to think about my next move. If if in a in uh, NXT Daniel Garcia would be AR Fox. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm just saying, but that's not a knock as far as the in ring, but as as far right. as anything else, you're not getting anything else besides the wrestling. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's I I just don't see it when when it comes to and again he's fine he's good in ring but and that's what this tournament is for like this tournament is strictly and and I've I've seen you know. I'm sure we'll get to the QT Marshall stuff here in just a little bit, but you know, part of the reason of QT leaving, you know, seeing the company go in one direction, Hey, they're just, they just want to put on the, the biggest knock on AEW is they're more new Japan. There's not a ton of stories being told. They just want to put on good match after good match after good match. And that's all this is. There's zero storylines behind any of these matches, but we've been treated to some pretty good matches from AEW because of this over the last, you know, Three, you know, three, four episodes of Dynamite and Collision in a, in the last two weeks. Just my last thought on it, bro. It's is that I mean, this tournament came out of nowhere. Like, there's gaps yeah. in the schedule where AEW could have done this in the spring or the summer. But just you have a pay per view at the end of the year. What are you doing here? Like, why do you need? Do you need to do this now after no. full year? Do you need to have a Continental Classic? And and why in the hell is Eddie Kingston put all his titles up? Just because he doesn't want to carry it through, you know, baggage claim anymore? Like what? Yes. I don't. That's the thing. About well, and he's so willy nilly. You know, the confusing part is like, are they combining all the belts into one belt? So there's going to be a belt that's AEW and New Japan. I know they've got a great working relationship, and obviously a lot of their championships have appeared on each other's programming over the last three, four years. But like. Is there going to be one championship? Or are they going to be like Roman and carrying around all three belts? The whole thing is very confusing. No one has any idea. Even the third belt, the one that's covered, is that going to be a belt we see defended? Like we have no idea. Like there's so much yeah. vagueness because it because it, no it could sense. be it could be like the Owen Hart Invitational where you get the right. belt, but it's not like you're defending the belt. Right. I mean, look, I'm all for the da the Danielson Invitational. I'm just questioning the timing of it because oh, it was a hundred percent rushed. Yeah. Like there, there was no thought put into it. Yeah, the focus should be on um, year's end. Was it world's uh, end. world's end? Wor world's end. Uh, yeah, world's end in in Long Island. So, but honestly, I feel like the only reason we even had that pay per view is so they could play up whether MJF was leaving. 
and now that everyone sort of knows and assumes he's staying, it's like, yeah, we really don't need December 30th. All right. Next. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, number two, speaking of AEW, there have been some highs. There have been some lows. So simple question. Has AEW had a good 2023? I, I, I know that Jay Hood is sitting on some information he's probably going to be sharing here that contradicts the statement I'm about to make. But I think they have. I think it's been a good 2023. I think a lot of times we expect a lot out of AEW and forget it's still a company that's four years old, right? It hasn't been around that long. It's still in its infancy. Have they done some dumb things? Of course they have. But I mean, Triple H has been doing this forever. He did. Well, excuse me, Bruce, Bruce yeah, Pritchard. That was Bruce. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Pritchard, who's been around wrestling even longer, uh, <laughs> did some really dumb things on Monday Night Raw. So like, they're going to have missteps. But when you take that 10,000, but when you take a, a broader look, you look at, they were able to put on one of the biggest, I don't want to argue over numbers. I don't care about the numbers. The fact of the matter is, it's one of the biggest pro wrestling shows ever put on in All In at Wembley. Like that, that's just the facts, right? That they put on one of the biggest pro wrestling shows ever that was well-received. MJF, I would say, has had his best character work and has done some great things as your champion. Presumably, you were able to re-sign him. Again, going back to what you just said, Brian. Uh, you signed one of the hottest free agents in Will Ospreay. You, you know, you got him to commit to your program, to your company. Christian Cage is doing some of the best work of his career. And when he brought up that Edge grew up with a, with a single mom, I almost died last night. I thought that was hilarious. Um, but then you also signed Adam Copeland. Like, I think you're starting to build and, and get some positive momentum forward. Are you still doing some stupid things like throwing together this Continental Classic quickly and having a meaningless pay-per-view at the end of the year? Sure. But... You're not going to hit all home runs. you got to make some of these mistakes to learn from them if you're AEW. I think overall, this has been a good year uh, for AEW. Okay. So the reason why is that this has been a pretty good year for AEW, pretty good, is because it starts with London. It starts there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Think about all the other companies outside of the WWE. Could they draw 80,000 people? This includes mm -hmm. New Japan, too. A little shaky on the booking. So I would say... Even in Japan, it'd be difficult for them to be able to draw 80,000 in 2023. They have drawn big crowds before, but, you know, they do fine. No problem. All I'm saying is, is that for AEW to draw that number in London is great. For AEW to have a TV contract, and again, ratings aside, because that, that's really irrelevant to me. It doesn't really tell the real story. Uh, they have a television deal. And again, this is the NWA, MLW, all these other companies don't have a TV deal, but they do. And that's TV uh, deal I mean, that was added to this year. Like collision is new to 2023. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's a positive in the right direction yeah. for AEW. Clearly, clearly, Warner Brothers Discovery is happy with something if they're coming to you and going, "Hey, <laughs> we're going to give you two more hours." Like right. that's that's only a good thing. And whether or not that two hours has been good or not, because it's been hit or miss on Saturday nights, it's in a rough spot. But like again, but that but that goes with with more of the growth process. Like booking three hours of wrestling a week versus booking five—that's a huge leap. But guys, th this is this company in 2023, despite all the good things we just talked about, seems like it's going in transition. And I don't know what that transition is. Look, mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes left, like in the middle. And I think it surprised some people. I think I mean, the three of us, we kind of thought, okay, they're throwing his weight belt back at him when he throws out to the crowd. He's getting booed in these places. All right, time to leave the territory. All right, fine. But Jade Cargill, who you put her in a position where the belt was making her, 
she really didn't develop well enough, I think, to really get it. She got over to a certain extent, and you let her walk out the door. Again, remember this whole thing toward the end. She disappeared for two months. She came back into the company to put Chris Statlander over. Horrible booking. Horrible booking, but that's what they did. She's now in WWE. CM Punk, that whole fallout is, is bad. And then, of course, uh, the latest with QT Marshall. And I know people uh, don't like QT Marshall. I like him personally. Um, and the reason why I do is because he was helping the company. Like, mm-hmm. you may not like him in the ring. You think, oh, the thing that he was booked, it was just bad. Well, I mean, he booked himself. He, bu- he booked that, that whole news segment. He booked that. You QTV? Know, yeah, yeah. He did that. He booked his, his, his segments, and he booked himself on Rampage, trying to give something different to the company. But he meant a lot, almost the right-hand man for Tony Khan. And all of a sudden, there was a switch because the power has shifted in AEW. It's still Tony Khan, but there's others around the table that are influencing Tony Khan. So that's why QT Marshall, not this contract stuff, he's like, yeah, I'm done. He'd rather go back, go back to the indies and work in that nightmare factory than to be on TV and AEW. That says something. Yeah, but I, I guess I want to know who those people are. Like, I want to know the, the direct influence that QT Marshall had. Like, again, QT seems like a good enough dude, but it's not like it's not like those QTV segments were fantastic. It, it, you right. know, they were they were fine. So if if his influence is being replaced by Brian Danielson influence, like I would look that, and maybe I'm being biased towards Brian Danielson, but like. I look at that as a positive, even though I have called Brian Danielson a psychotic professional wrestler on this program before, because let's face it, he is. But but you know, like Brian Danielson's always going to give his best. And I don't know, I, I trust I trust Brian Danielson and Brian Danielson's professional wrestling mind when it comes to a lot of this stuff. I don't I personally do not like the boys with the pencil. I don't like that. Sure. You know why? Because I lived through WCW. Yeah. And, and this is Kevin Nash is like, here's what I'd do. I'd book myself as world champion and I'll do the finger poke of doom and I'll, and Rick well, Flair. Like, so, that's not, which that's is, not, that's not good in the business game. You can't have the boys with the pencil. Well, which is fair, but like Brian Danielson's going to book himself to lose every match. So I don't think right. we got to worry no, about him like, making himself world champ, right? Like he's I mean, going to get excited. Two, or, two fractures in the orbital bone. I mean, come on. I Man. think it could be more. I don't know enough about the orbital bone, but he said it was like, just two. So. Danielson's, Danielson's probably planning about how he's going to lose to Claudio already. Right. Like, all right, bud, here's how we're going to do this. You know, like. I, I just, I mean, you know, the Buck's, the Buck has to stop with Tony Khan. All he knows is that he's got his army men and he's got his matches that he wants i want this against this and against this against this you can only have this type of format if you're so far ahead in the company where it's like you know aw's coming to town and we got matches all right but you're not the wwe yet right Mm -mm. and this is what we've criticized him for a lot of and i know he recoils he's almost taking a shot at us in his press conferences talking about we they say that we don't have stories we've had great stories we had great story okay they've they've gotten better i would say since day one from where they are now the stories have certainly gotten better yes but the company's flat and also it's a lot of leaks like Britt Baker, who we were offered, just for transparency, we were offered Britt Baker uh, before Full Gear, I believe. Right, Broitz? Uh Yes, I believe that's what it was. We yeah. were offered her, and we passed because she's already been on the show once. But as, as Pretty I recently. Like, and, yeah, she's, yeah. She, and she hasn't been on television. She hasn't been around. Like, I don't know how... <clears throat> the, the, what, the biggest negative, I would say, for AEW right now is how they booked their women's division. Yeah. Like, we just, we just saw at Survivor Series how women can be booked like that was a tremendous 
uh, War Games match for the women. I thought it was a pretty good women's uh, world championship match where I thought Zoe Stark held her own. And Rhea Ripley's been the star of Monday Night Raw for the last three, four months. And on Dynamite, we get a TBS championship women's match, a backstage segment with Tony Storm, and that's it. Like, Britt Baker's one of the biggest stars they have. It's Tony Storm segment and Julia Hart for someone that you know she's not going to lose to. Yeah. And we haven't seen Britt Baker in God knows how long. Yeah. She's the Miz right now because she's just doing all the PR and doing mm-hmm. all the interviews. And that's that's fine. But I think it's very strange that you do a collision in Pittsburgh and she's not on the card. Yeah. And so that's what happened this past Saturday. Okay. So, guys, um, based on Britt Baker, it's funny we mentioned her because she put us – she's had back-to-back tweets. What was the first one about her husband? About her like the kayfabeness of like, oh, how come no one stopped him, but everyone's trying to hold back MJF from full yeah. year, <laughs> or that we were watching a miracle because yeah. the reason why he can't fill the dishwasher is because he can't stand for that long, and then here he was standing for all of the pay per view and all of the pay per view press conference. Someone very close to the company <laughs> uh, reacted to Britt Baker's tweet hashtag AW Dynamite MJF live promo time seven minutes. Christian Cage, live promo time, 10 minutes. All of 2023, AEW Dynamite, Britt Baker, live promo time, zero minutes. From Britt Baker. Someone inside the company texted, cry me up an effing river. So disrespectful to the top guys. Someone else said, she's a cancer. When they write the book about the fall of AEW, they should call it Britt. Wow. Whoa. Now listen, guys, all I'm telling you is that if you're Tony Khan, you have a conversation with Britt and say, what is it that you need? Because you don't need to talk about this on social media, right? Whatever your frustration is, let's talk it out. Maybe they have talked it out. But that kind of thing where people are wonky about AEW or really in AEW or against AEW, you just don't need any more negative press. You don't need people trying to put slings and arrows against the company while you're in the company. Right. Yeah, because the the stuff with with Adam Cole was more fun. You know, yeah. I, I think it was just kind of more fun stuff. Like, oh, how come how come nobody's trying to stop Adam Cole, my boyfriend, from doing this? I'm not there to stop him, but that that was kind of more fun. Along, obviously, the tweet that she sent last night. There's some very real frustrations that she has. But that's the weird part. Like when you look at 2023 from a wrestling fan standpoint, like it's fun, it's good. Like we get Swerve and Jay White on a random Wednesday night. Yes, there's no story, but those two just going out there and doing what they do best. But the cracks in the foundation that we're seeing, I wonder how different they'd be with no social media. Like you mentioned WCW hood where when they were at their peak, were there people saying like, ah, you know, this might not be good because we're not seeing a lot of these backstage links. Like we're not seeing Chris Jericho on Twitter complaining about nitro airtime. So like, I feel like that magnifies things. And that's why everyone's sort of projecting like, oh, they're going down that WCW path. But from a sheer wrestling standpoint, we know every month, two months, there's going to be a pay-per-view that's going to deliver. We yes. know on Wednesdays and Saturdays, you want to watch most of the show. Like, we just watched a three-hour Raw where at the end we're like, why did we sit through three hours? Like, 
the AEW shows, you're like, all right, there's only a few times you want to hit the fast forward button. So it, that's the weird dynamic I mean, right now. And it was the first time in a long time where I made sure I was in my seat for the yes. start of Raw, and then Randy came out. I'm like, what the? Regretted what? it so much. So yeah. much. Wow. Like, I rushed. I rushed. So the way we do things in my house, me and my wife take turns. Like, and this week was my week for dinner. So I make dinner. I wanted to make sure I had dinner ready to go by 7 o'clock so I could sit down and watch CM Punk come out and deliver that promo. That didn't come until 9.55 Central. And it was one of those promos from like 2013, too. It wasn't like a good one. It wasn't like he was shooting on AEW. (laughs) It was just kind of like, I'm the best at this, and I'm the best at that. I'm the best at that microphone. It's just like, wait, we've seen these things recycled over the last year on Twitter, haven't we? Like like these same kind of slick-haired, you know, uh, know, CM Punk promos. I'm like, boy, that sounds... The same as it was last time he was there. Almost like they wrote it for him. <laughs> what? But I mean, to, to get back to the AEW point, like I think obviously she's – I would also make the point that I don't know if Drew McIntyre is happy in terms right. of the reports that are out there. Like they're as long as you're going to have professional wrestling, guess what? Professional wrestlers are going to be unhappy. That's yeah. just that's part of the, that's part of the nature of the business. Now airing them publicly, like the one thing that Drew, like the reports are, Drew was not happy, right? Like those are the reports versus Drew getting on social media and directly putting it out there. But at the same time, like I, I understand she should not probably do this. But at the same time, I can understand her frustrations, especially if you've been watching the WWE product and the way they've been able to feature their women over you know, the last how many ever years. And especially the way that Rhea Ripley's featured on Monday Night Raw, especially the way that the women were featured in the pay-per-view on Saturday. Well, but the AEW problem from day one. Remember like the first show, like with Pac, where like he hadn't taken a loss since he left WWE and they were debating how to deal with that. Like when you have all those egos, you get that dynamic. And even to your point, Hood, about the boys booking, I feel like the Bucks have almost gone the opposite direction to where they've hurt themselves, where it's like, well, we don't want to be the first tag champs. Like, we got to lose this match. Everyone's like, no, you guys should win. And then they're in that weird dynamic. Um, have they had a good year? Yeah, it starts with London. But then it's it's MJF as champion, and that's been fine. Not great. Nothing hot yet, right? We didn't get that. Same thing with the Elite and Kenny Omega. Like, how's Kenny Omega not in the Gold or Blue League? He's only one of the yeah. best wrestlers in the world. He can't be part of it. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, this is why I feel like you're going through some kind of transition. When QT Marshall puts out there, like, this feels like I'm in New Japan. In New Japan, they've got some story, but a lot of it is press conference-based. They got that long table. Those, twe- those tweets, by the way, come out, like, at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> and when Gabe and I are getting up in the morning, it's like yep. oh, Japan time. <laughs> it's like this long white table, and this yep. Japanese wrestler gets this Japanese wrestler, and the program's taking place there. And they're going back and forth in their own native tongue. There's the match, right? That's what QT Marshall is talking about. Like, there's not enough story, and it feels like it's different for him, and so that's why he's leaving. And so all I'm telling you is that what Britt Baker did or anybody in that company, if they're going to call out the company on social media, that's unprofessional. Because yes. I, I guarantee you, it, wouldn't ha- it won't happen in WWE. It doesn't happen in WWE. There's your Correct. difference. And that's the thing. She's not the only one. I mean, we saw at the last pay-per-view where Andrade's tweeting like, oh, I've only been on two pay-per-views, you know, in the two and a half years here. And even that was in, I was like, oh, you've been on three. So he didn't remember all of them. But like, you have him. The Miro stuff. Meltzer reporting that Miro's not in this tournament because he won't do jobs. Like, 
At some point, <laughs> someone has to step in and like overrule all this stuff right now. I don't believe that, by the way. Okay. I think that's a lie. I don't think that that's true. Now, listen, maybe Miro won't be the champion of this the whole thing, but the idea that he won't do job, he's do he will do a job. He will do a job if it makes sense. Right. Right. If so, it's one of those, if it's one of those things where it's like, all right, Miro, you're going to lose against Roosh. You know, Miro, because we've had him on, you know, he's very intelligent, right? Mm -hmm. He would say, well, what's next? Right. Well, we don't know. Well, that's Vince Russo booking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess the, the biggest criticism of AEW, okay, you don't want the boys to have the pencil, but who who should be that guy in AEW that's the right-hand man? Who should be the Bruce Pritchard, for lack of a better term, uh, in AEW? Ja Jimmy Jacobs. And apparently he does help with that, which apparently Brian Danielson had to push Tony towards. Like he said that after All Out where it's like, hey, I said, you know, Jimmy should travel with you because Brian's like, I'm not working your schedule. Like Jimmy will do it. So like there, it seems to be going in that direction. I mean, I, I just, I, but we but we called this a while ago on this show. Yeah. It's like Tony knows how, he has this idea that I'm almost like the UFC I'm just yes. gonna put this against this person against this person in the cage, and then have great matches and great cards. But you've got to think about for someone who was a wrestling fan in the '90s, he has to understand like why do you why do you love Stone Cold Steve Austin against The Rock so much? Why do you love The Undertaker against Shawn Michaels? You think because Vince said, "All right, get in the ring, pal." No, because there was these long stories, and you couldn't wait to see the pay per view. He's right. forgetting the middleman, the story. Mm -hmm. And I think also you forget with the UFC, like, there really is no alternative. Like, I know there's the PFL, and we see that on social a bunch, but, like, yeah. it's not the same thing. So, like, if someone's bored with the UFC, if they're an MMA fan, that's it. There's, like, too bad. You're going to watch us, and Dana White knows that. AEW doesn't have that luxury. Haven't you been to some Bellator shows there, bro? It's yeah, I was about to say, you're just – you're forgetting about Bellator, oh, yeah. where, uh, where, where once you had uh, the almighty Bobby Lashley running things. <laughs> right. So they're the impact of the world, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you pretty are. much. That's that's pretty much. What do we got at number three? All right, we talked about it a little bit. WrestleMania season. Uh, it's about soon, basically. The Rumble a couple months away. What are your ideal WrestleMania main events right now? Boy. Okay. <laughs> I think I honestly i i go i go Roman Punk. I think Roman Punk's the best thing you've got to close out a show. I think you do that on night two, and I think you can do. I just don't know how you get there because they're on opposite shows, but I think you could probably do something with Bianca and Rhea closing out night one. Bianca can win the Rumble. You can do it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that when it comes to okay, so let me lay it out like this, and maybe you guys can help me. So some of the more important people that would be at WrestleMania is Cody Roman. Seth, Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest, because he's still got the briefcase, yep. mm -hmm. Becky Lynch, Brock, Gunther, and Logan Paul. Okay, yeah. so when I look at the, these people I just wrote down, if Roman takes on Punk, and I just don't know if that's a good, like, it's like what Brooks, I'm not even sure that's a good match. You know what the object is to beat Roman. He's got all these people, and he's not standing alone. The bloodline at some point will come back together, mm -hmm. and Roman's still going to get help somehow, some way. Who's well, which friend? which they teased, by the way. Well, who, they, who, who, they well, teased they teased Jay going back when 
yeah. with 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 uh, Randy Orton this past week on Raw, going, "Oh, as long as you're out of the bloodline, we're fine." Oh yeah, 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 I'm out of the bloodline. <laughs> okay, planting some seeds there. I see. Between now WrestleMania, who's Punk's friend who's going to help him? Because you need to have an army to take on the bloodline to beat Roman. So who's going to help him on the outside interference? Or in Orton. Orton. Sure. Uh, but Maybe. I, but I need to see that dynamic uh, between now and Royal Rumble to see if Roman and Punk can be friends. I don't have, right. I have no idea. Right now, Punk is a lone wolf. Yeah. K- KO. So I guess if and if KO by default, Sammy. FTR. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> FTR comes back to help Punk. They're, they're best friends. They are. Oh man. So so what I'm saying is is like so Cody doesn't finish the story, huh? And, and so is that or is Rock ready to take on Roman in Philadelphia? Oh, I mean, if, if Rock's available, that throws a, a wrench into everything, right. literally everything. But if the strike's Bert- over, Rock's not available. He's got other things. Well, that's too bad because that's where the money is. And for Roman oh, yeah. to beat Rock, and that'll be all for that. Mm-hmm. Well, then the other side, if it is Roman Punk, does Rollins Cody do it for you? Night one. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm down with I'm down with those two on night one, um, because I mean they they already planted the storyline now where they could always go back to that. Hey, for one night we got to get along, you sure. know. So I'm I'm okay with that. I but just, where does I just don't know who's Punk's friends are, Gabe? Like I, that's the thing. Like the the promos will be fire. About Roman against oh, yeah. CM Punk. I just don't know. Like you know, of all the people that Roman's taking on, it's CM Punk. Right. He, he has to lose that match. What? You cannot trust him as the heavyweight champion of the company. No. But in terms of... well, So that's the thing. Like I don't know, other than Cody, I don't know who else beats him. Because if you do Rock Roman, Rock's not winning that match. You know. So I guess I've just come accustomed to Roman can... Like, Roman going over at Mania is certainly still a possibility. What about Brock? Can Brock be CM Punk's friend? As they have the Paul uh, yeah. Heyman guys go up against... The, that, the wise man, you know? Oh, oh that's – no, I like that. But also, we, I'll throw another wrinkle at you. Steve Austin's going to be part of this WrestleMania we keep reading, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's the Punk dream match. So, like, we talked about whether Punk can handle not being the main event. If it's him, Austin, in the middle of the card, I think he's fine well, with that. Well, him, Austin, main event's night one. Okay. Yes. It did. It happened with K- KO, right? Yeah. Yeah. KO, KO, yeah, KO, KO Austin, main event at night one. But then in that situation, Rhea's not main eventing either night. No. That's tough luck. Hey, Stone Cold Austin, like Stone Cold Steve Austin comes back. That's tough. Like, no, tough break. Rhea tough starts break, the card. She, yeah. She's, yeah. She's the I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rhea, as, as much as I love you. Like, it's yeah, Stone it'll Cold. Be bang, it'll be a banger. That's, not a sh- that's no shade, by the way. I know people hear this and think it's sh- It's not shade. Because if you think you have men that are better that's at the bottom of the card, fine. She can start it off. Yeah. Off. Night one yeah. or night two, it'll be fine. Set, set the tone. Again, the only time it's an insult is if Brock is at the top of the card because you know it's going to be a short match so we can get out of there. That's the only time it's not a good thing. If you're on the opposite, well, I mean, I guess it's good for you if you're on the opposite side of Brock because it means you're going over. But in terms of setting the tone for what the rest of the pay-per-view is going to be, Brock going first, not typically the best thing. The other thing with the title picture, Hood, you mentioned Priest. I feel like we're going down the path of him losing at this point because I don't see where he fits in winning the title. Why doesn't Priest cash in on Gunther? I'd be so pissed. 
I'd be they shocked. tried the mid-card thing. Do you remember last year? <laughs> no, he can. I mean, he's got a year. So, I mean, him holding on to it past media or even, you know, night one of mania cashing in. You know, if the, if you have Cody versus Seth, you could cash yeah. in there. Like, I, 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 firm, I still believe that Damian Priest is going to be. He's 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 going to win with that contract. Win. He'll win with the contract. Wow. Win WrestleMania. Oh, Royal when? Royal? Yeah. <sighs> Gabe's got Cody winning the world title and then losing it thirty seconds later. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I actually do. <laughs> what, I do. It was Yoko Brett Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because like the thing with Cody is like finish the story. All right, you finish the story. I'm start a new story now. That's sad. That's that's so sad. I, then then they are effing with the Rhodes family. Then then yeah. they hate the Rhodes. If he if he's the champion for thirty seconds, he loses it because yeah. of the cash in. They do hate the Rhodes family. Add that to I the documentary. The weird part with it all, like Cody, I'm sure is on board with Punk being there. Like Punk is literally doing to everyone what he was so pissed at. Like. The Usos are getting pushed down. Sammy's getting pushed down. Cody's getting pushed down. Like, if it ends up with Punk at the main event just showing up in November, like, hey, guys, here I am. Like, I've seen the word hypocrite thrown around, but that's really what's happening with Punk right now. If he, if he's a part-time, I guess I have a hard time believing. I mean, I think he'll be a part-time in-ring performer, but I think Punk's going to be around. Like, I, I really think that he's going to be around. I don't think he's going to have the Brock or Roman schedule where he's just gone. It, well, it, I should say maybe it happens after Mania, but I think he's here through Mania. Maybe they kind of keep him special after that. But I think from between now and Mania, but also like he's CM Punk. Like for the same reasons, like I'm saying about Stone Cold Steve Austin, like CM Punk in 2023 is still one of the actual legitimate draws in professional wrestling. Sure. He is. Like he, for whatever reason, through all the bullshit he's put everybody through, he still has that connection with the audience. Stop, he's, he's not a monster of a man, right? Like he's just kind of a regular dude, although he looked kind of, you know, jacked in the white t-shirt that he was wearing. But he has, for whatever, whatever it is, he has that special connection with the audience and the audience is always going to be drawn to him. And yeah, is he as big as The Rock or Stone Cold? No, but he's still CM Punk and that name still carries weight. So I... If if you're Sammy Zayn, and I love Sammy, and I hope Sammy gets that opportunity to be a world champion at one point. I think he can be like Mick Foley. I've said that many a time. But sorry, man, like he's CM Punk. Like he's got that, he's got that connection. He's got that draw. He's got that it factor that very few people have been able to grab the way he has over the last 10, 15 years in pro wrestling. It's too bad this is not GCW because Priest would uh cash in on Rhea. Then you really have a story. <laughs> 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 Bro, to be all for that a little swim action. Wow, when did I see that coming? <laughs> it's, like, it's it's something. Well, I think it's pretty clear that it's going to be Seth and um, and uh, CM Punk only because yeah. of what. Um, and I was surprised that people in Nashville there's they're chanting CM Punk because they knew that that would get under Seth's skin. Yeah, come on, is that all you got? Nashville is all you got. So I think that that's happening. I, and by the way, that was worked perfectly. This is where Triple H is. Okay, Vince McMahon is at a certain level for sure because of his booking, but Triple H is right there as far as the psychology end, right? I mean, the whole thing, that whole setup, because that whole thing Saturday night, Sunday was like, Seth's pissed. He's yeah. pissed. Is this a work? 
What do you got? Michael Cole holding a bat to Corey Graves? Wow, is this a work? Is this a work? ESPN and SportsCenter are posting it. See? That's smart. That's next level brilliance by Triple H because yeah. it, it plants the seed. And whatever happened to Drew McIntyre, he took his gear from the All State Arena and walked out in his gear, had a hoodie on. I don't know. And like, he might have been playing like he was pissed. Maybe he was pissed. I don't know. But I think that's just next level to get people talking. One thing about uh, Triple H, he understands what the internet's talking about. Yep. And, and understands internet buzz. Vince never got that because Vince didn't own a computer. But I think that Triple H understands internet buzz. Well, the the problem the problem with, at least I guess I saw it through a work like Michael Cole's doing some of the best work of his career. Yeah, yep. he ain't holding anybody back. <laughs> no. no, like if if Michael Cole's the one grabbing Seth Rollins, going hey hey hey, all right now okay I know I know what's happening here because Seth could very easily get past you, Michael Cole. If it's Rollins way, Punk, is there a heel in that feud? CM Punk against Rollins. Uh, well, Rollins came across as a heel somewhat. He, he lit a little bit before brought before Drew came out there. Yeah, he came across a little heelish, did he not? He did, uh-huh. uh huh. But he's so over, like, you're gonna give that up the singing along and the outfits and all that stuff. The Just outfits the, don't have to change. He did the outfits when he was a heel. <laughs> it's something weird about WWE these days, though. Drew's still slapping hands with the fans, and he's pissed. Yes, he, he's like, he is their Wardlow. In some yes. ways, isn't he? Yep, he is. He's like, himself open on the belt accidentally, but it <laughs> added to the story. <laughs> I just think, uh, and by the way, WWE, shout out to WWE. They, they exposed their own business. Did you see, guys, like the video of Punk and Graves standing side by side with the music hit? Did you see that? Did you see that? Oh, video? With, uh, with, with uh, Graves and, um, and Michael Cole? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Where, where Michael is excited. Yeah, that he hears like he, as if he knew what was happening. Like he <laughs> knew that he was coming down, and Graves just kind of like, "What the fuck? No one told me about this." It was weird. <laughs> it was a weird dynamic, but it's not like it wasn't a surprise to Michael because he was into it. Yeah. Well, Graves also, I think, is in that former Punk uh, category. He's part of that group. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to yeah. be coming to Punk's aid if he wrestles Roman. He's not going to be part of so. that. Okay. No. It would be nice for him to get physical at least one time. One time on commentary. This is just such a strange thing. You got a, a one on one show. You got a guy from Nexus. Yep. And the other guy was from Florida Championship Wrestling. That's where we are in, with commentator today. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't get a WWE former, you know, heavyweight champion. I get Wade and I get Corey Graves. <laughs> Great. What do we got news and notes this week, Brian? All right, Dave Meltzer reporting a new media rights deal is expected to be announced soon for Monday Night Raw. WrestleWord reports that it's going to be done before January. According to them, the top three bidders right now, Warner Brothers Discovery, Disney, and Amazon. So let's get into this, Gabe. All right. Could you see a scenario in which AEW and WWE is under the same umbrella? I do. I can see Warner Brothers Discovery going, hey, we're the home for professional wrestling. You want to watch pro wrestling, you come to us. I think that would be interesting, but... It seems like there's no, and, and maybe they just, you know, hey, it's business and kick Tony Khan to the curb. I don't know. But it seems like they're trending in a good direction in terms of getting a new media deal for AEW. So I, if Warner Brothers Discovery is that interested in Monday Night Raw, I could see them going, I've had enough of Law & Order SVU reruns. We cannot play SVU any more than we already do. Let's be the home for professional wrestling. 
What do you think, bro? It's I don't see it. I mean, I think it'd be awesome for wrestling fans because I feel like if they're under the same umbrella, then you can sort of open that door a little bit more. The the true forbidden door. The yeah. true forbidden door. Like Brock shows up at an all out just because. Like that can happen in that situation. Can you imagine? Can you imagine his music going off in at Wembley? And then losing to Orange for the international title. <laughs> and, and and then then Brock performing in front of twenty five hundred people at Erie, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Brock's not showing up to that. Yeah, no. Uh, Brock's Brock's showing up to one show. All right, let's be <laughs> let's be perfectly it's clear. Wembley. It's Wembley. Like Brock's going to one place. My goodness, Nigel, it's Brock Lesnar here on Collision. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> Holy smoke! I mean, I I think. I think anything's possible, but can I just tell you, like, if AEW's kicked to the curb, as we know in the sports realm, it's very difficult to find that deal. Yeah. Adam Silver, as we go a little deeper in the weeds, Adam Silver was just uh, on a podcast recently and was very concerned about the next TV deal. Like, yeah. Warner Bros. Discovery is looking to move on from the NBA. I don't know how you do that. I know the NFL's king, but the NBA is right there. College football, then the NBA is right there. How do you move on? It's like, yeah, we don't need the NBA. That's the kind of the, the talk out there. So well, because it's AEW, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if it's not Warner Brothers Discovery, is that Paramount? Is that right. Disney? And uh, based on what you put out there, uh, do you think that Disney could put up with a missed button of saying, Hey, by the way, F you, like Ed, like uh, that was like, uh, that was so it. bad. It was so late. How do it you was miss so the late. button? So late. Uh, where is it? <laughs> where is it? <laughs> like, like, like he says it, and then seven seconds later, then yeah. you hear like the muted crowd noise, like. No, you missed it, pal. Sorry, whoever whoever's back there. I pressed it. I don't know. I pressed the button. What do you need? Like, Swing well, and a miss. I'm not saying it's a firing in our company, but it's a stern, <laughs> stern talking to. Yes, you can't. As do someone that. that may or may not have missed it once in a tape show, that exact word on oh. air. Yes, I'm like, how do you? You missed it by a mile, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even close. <laughs> it's not like it's not like you got the he hit it and you didn't hear the yourself part of right. the quote. No, you heard the whole thing, heard the mic drop, pretty much heard the steps walking out of the ring, and yes. then it hit. <laughs> and the thing about Copeland is he gave them time. Yes. He walked off, came back, and was like, oh, by the way, go F yourself. You had time. Like, all right, here it comes. Here it comes. And you still missed it by eight <laughs> seconds. What? Now, what I'm saying is, can Disney deal with that, those mistakes? No, that would not <laughs> work. On FX, they can't. Because if if, yeah. if you watch some of the FX programming, uh, like right now, one of their one of their big shows is Fargo, and a lot of times on the first playing of something, because if, if you play it late enough, they'll let some of that stuff go. <sighs> My God, I just it'd be weird to see everything under the same umbrella because it, it might be under the same umbrella, but I think that Warner Brothers Discovery would be like, boy, WWE's suit and booted, boy, they got their stuff right. you know, straightened out. They don't have to worry about them. They're not going to swear. That's family entertainment. Well, and, they might be favorite to them more than AEW. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing you mentioned with Warner Brothers Discovery because, and again, you're going to get super into the weeds in this, but when you have Mark Cuban saying, I'm not necessarily worried about this TV deal, I'm worried about the next TV deal, and then he sells his franchise, right. like, Okay then, like, and, and yes, he's still going to be in charge of the basketball operations. So when you think of Dallas Mavericks, you think of Mark Cuban. But Mark Cuban's getting out. Like, it, it makes me wonder 
how much longer this TV bubble is going to last for professional sports. And maybe Warner Brothers Discovery is looking at it going, man, this is getting too expensive. We cannot afford and actually turn a profit on this. And maybe that's when they become the home for professional wrestling and have Raw and have Dynamite all under the same roof. There are so many things that play into each other because with the new NBA deal, like they're probably ESPN and Warner Brothers Discovery are probably going to have less because they're going to cut that up and places like Apple or Amazon are going to get involved in this. And, and, you maybe end up paying the same price for less and can still turn the profit, but it's all of these things are all connected and it gets, and again, it gets super interesting. If you want to get into it, there was a great thread on Twitter going into the black Friday game about how Amazon actually looks at this and how they're able to integrate their advertising with the Amazon actual Amazon prime that they offer on the website. And it's, it's, it's all connected. It's all very, very fascinating. Elsewhere announced last night, AEW Revolution 2024, March 3rd, Greensboro, North Carolina. That's night Sting's final match will take place. I mean, they should be able to sell the arena out. I mean, it's I mean, good for him. I mean, good on Tony Khan. I mean, they kind of bounce around these places. You know, Chicago is kind of a home base, I guess. We've talked about that before, but it makes sense for this being Sting's final event. I would like to think you could have done like a bigger arena, a different place, and people would have come, but they decided to go the sentimental route for Sting himself. And I'm guessing Stinger had some sort of say in it based on the way Tony runs the company. Yeah, as long as it's not here, it's fine. In Chicago, I'm talking about. I mean, I was there. We have you- I was I was at Dynamite before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh and you know where it is, Wintrust Arena, WNBA Arena, home of the Paul Blue Demons. It's about eight thousand. About a seventy-five to eight thousand seater, mm-hmm. maybe maybe five thousand. Hmm. Wow! It, it, not the hot ticket it was on previous, you know, days before Thanksgivings. Uh, and it's always cool because it's like, you know, you go see Dynamite and whatever tapings they have, and then you hit the streets to go drinking and eating, like you know, before Thanksgiving. Not quite the hot ticket. Not quite the hot ticket I thought it would be coming off with full gear, but. It was fine. I had my own section. Um, so anyway, so I uh, so the crowd was still hot. I mean, for the five thousand yeah. that were there, the crowd was still pretty hot. It, it was Chicago. No, it was hot. Well, it started with Swerve, so it yeah. was hot. There's no question about it. It was it was a hot crowd. It was loud. You can't tell on TV. I'm just saying that from a ticket well, standpoint, that's tough. I think that's the WWE effect. I think that's WWE deciding to run Survivor Series the following Saturday, and I think people again, like AEW, comes to Chicago so often. They're going, right. well, you know, if chances are most of the people that went to that probably went to one of the shows for that that was around All Out, right? And they did yes. a ton of shows for All Out in Chicago. They did the Dynamite, they did the Collision, they did the, they did all these shows, including the pay-per-view. So when AEW is doing war games, a lot of those people who may have gone on Wednesday probably went, I just saw AEW, I'm going to war games. I think Triple H and his strategy paid off there. I think uh Bro, it's that it's a perfect place for Sting. Sting started off in the South, the Mid South, with uh, Bill Watts. Worked his way to the NWA, Greensboro, Charlotte. That whole a triangle was uh, big for the NWA during that time in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. So I think that's a perfect building. They'll sell it out. You'll get old school NWA fans there to see Sting for the last time. Beat Ric Flair again, uh, and so that will be the matchup. <laughs> Don't, we're trending that direction. That is not funny. You guys, that's not even funny. Where we're going. No, that's not funny. 
Well, wait a minute. Like, why is Rick in the promo? Get out of Come on back. Uh-huh. Don't leave. Like, don't leave the show. No. No. I saw people joking last night. Is Flair's retirement or this Sting's? Well, I mean, the second you invited Ric Flair, I mean, also, you, you didn't Vince think go- that Ric Flair was going to try to upstage people? Like, what are we uh, doing? Trevor Dame tweets, every Ric Flair still shot right now looks like a weekend at Bernie's situation. <laughs> I, I understand. This is one of two things. Either we're going to get Sting Flair or we get Sting Darby and Flair uh, screws Sting in Greensboro yeah. <laughs> with a little crotch chop. A little crotch Also, chop. it had to be like the Carolina area. It couldn't be California. Darby already booked them out of there. He said that was it. That's Sting's last time he in did. California. So yeah. they can't go to home base for Sting. Yeah, and use the F word too, by the way. <laughs> Didn't have to do that, but he did. Uh, it was the pay-per-view, so it was yeah, well, now, there's something to be said about class. Like that, yeah. I mean, the Triple H, you think he'll, he'll, he would green like that? Yeah, say the F word. Tell people to get up at the forum. No. <laughs> class finally in news and notes tony khan speaking of bbc west midlands about the new deal with will osprey said he was a close deal with new japan and added quote will's able to go back to new japan virtually anytime yeah that's not shocking i mean my guess is that would be probably be a part of the appeal of you're gonna be based out of here and like go over there and do things like moxes or like brian danielson is now and and you know you can show up for wrestle kingdom you can do all that like Obviously, I doubt he would be able to do the G1. Maybe he'd let him do it. I don't know. But that's that's the least surprising thing about this deal. Yes. He's telling Osprey, bruv, you can go and do what you want because I don't have much work for you. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Like, if you want to work, you can work in New Japan. But TV appearances, I got a dynamite, and I got a collision every now and then. And I'm sure for a young guy like Osprey, that's not enough. So going back and forth, keeping Osprey special is no problem for me. Yep. I'm good with that. That's what, news and notes. what did you guys have as your matches of the week? Oh, for heaven's sakes. Well, <laughs> well, at least um, you didn't have to worry about Raw, so you can throw out the, th- yeah. the three hours of Raw. Wasn't it just last week we all had a Raw match, and now yes. the week later, like, nah, three different, gonna... we each yes. had a different Raw match, not all the same, like three different Raw matches. And then this week's like, oh, I don't have to pay attention to that. One week later, in a week that they added Randy Orton and CM Punk, it's like, eh, the wrestling thing, whatever. <laughs> I told you about that Triple H Raw. It's a lot of wrestling on there. A lot of wrestling. Uh, Ivar against Bronson Reed. Uh, because it's a, uh, two big men slapping meat. Okay. And it's extended over to NXT somehow. They were battling. Yeah, from that, yeah, that was very strange. <laughs> we had a whole battle down the, the expressway from that from Nashville to Orlando. Very strange. Ibar versus Bronson Reed was. Uh, excuse me, his name is Big Bronson Reed. Yes, All right, that'll be fine. The uh, <laughs> I, I guess that was the best match on Raw. I guess. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, if you had to pick one, I guess. Like ball, sure. Uh, everything was a C plus. Everything. Uh, I disagree. Nakamura coming out and attacking Cody. Cody was awesome. I just don't understand this Creed brothers thing. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, you don't have knee pads. You're wrestling strong, right? But, but it's, it feels like an AEW act, doesn't it? I, I forget who tweeted it out during Raw saying, yeah, yeah, you can be disgusted with the, the, the Texas death match, but come on, guys, put some knee pads on. There are children watching. <laughs> it, that, that's a fair comparison because, like, they can go, but, like, personality-wise, like, I've seen them a little in NXT. Oof, it is rough. That was not sharp, that that whole tag team tournament. The no, turmoil. the turmoil I was, was watching them, like, it's just, but you know how I, I the am, word guys. filler is what that was. Guys, you know how like, I am. Oh, crap, we got an hour to fill? 
I just maybe I just don't get it. Like I, not, again, I didn't see a lot of them in NXT. So again, wrestling bandwidth. I didn't have time to watch. But I'm watching them on this main roster. I'm like, what do they do? They're wrestlers. Okay, they're so wrestlers. If they're wrestlers. Shouldn't they be with uh, the other group? Uh-huh. That, well, Alpha Academy. Yes. I mean, they're loosely affiliated since they're like, because uh, what's her uh, Ivy Nile? Is yeah. that her name? Yeah. She, I mean, she paired with Maxine in in the women's tag team match that we enjoyed so much from a couple, you know, from a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I guess they're loosely affiliated with one another. Those four that- would have been a great traditional Survivor Series team. Yes, because oh yeah, because yeah. it's redundancy, bro. It's right. isn't it? So, or am I missing? I don't understand. No, they are Alpha Academy with less personality. Yeah. I don't understand. Okay, <laughs> that's um, so that's not a I, ringing endorsement. I don't no, know if you I meant agree. it to be. <laughs> it's not nope. a ringing endorsement. I mean, I, I, we criticize AW some of the AW roster for just one, two, three, whip them in, one, yeah. two, three, clothesline. What like? And these guys, yes, they can suplex. But so can the Alpha Academy. Right. Isn't that the same? Th- okay. Jay White against Swerve Strickland. Yep. And so do we count the Survivor Series too? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so I thought that slightly the women's match was better than the men's match. Women's match was better than the men's match. I agree with that. Slightly. Yeah. They hit the spots like uh, Charlotte and Becky working together and then coming together for a hug was great. Um, I thought the women's match was better than the men's match as well. I do still think traditional Survivor Series better than War Games. Like I felt like something was missing Saturday. Like it was just they were just matches. Like it was also just like hit your spots, wait for the next guy, hit your spots, and just do your thing. This guy misses uh, King Kong Bundy against Tatanka in a three match. Yes, that's what he misses. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, my uh, I agree. Swerve and Jay White. I'm going NXT. Their main event again. You have to find the mute Booker T function, but Gargano versus Big Bronson versus Cameron Grimes versus Wesley. That was pretty enjoyable main event there. I kept reading about it. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I heard that it was a banger. It was good. Um, um, and then my last, I'm going the promo route. I mean, Gabe, you mentioned earlier, Christian and Copeland, despite the miss of the dump button, like I thought those two in the ring, like it was good. Christian is so damn good right now. So good. And like the, the look that Adam Copeland had the entire time during the promo, just seeing yeah. through the BS. And again, the crowd reaction when when Christian goes, and Adam, we all knew you grew up with a single mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Minneapolis is usually a shitty crowd, but they were good at it. They were into that. They, they liked were, that a lot. Yeah. They were they were into it. Christian, he didn't do it, but we were all hoping that he would say, I was like your dad growing up. I would have, God, I would have died. I'd have fell off my couch. Um, in terms of matches of the week, I want to throw out the uh, Brody King versus Eddie Kingston. Um, yeah. Again, uh, that was that was a high quality match. You got Brody King sneakily, I, you mentioned it earlier, Jay Hood, sneakily over in AEW. Like he's he is putting on uh, a good show, but otherwise I had Swerve last night versus Jay White. I do like the women's match. And actually, shout out to The Miz, because I thought he handled uh, his match. I thought the way that they put together that match uh, on Saturday night uh, with him and Gunther was was pretty good. I, I like the way they put that together. And like for a second, you're like, oh, this is how Gunther's going to lose to The Miz? Because again, that was, always, that was always the kryptonite for Brock Lesnar. Anytime they didn't know how to end a Brock run, they would have him get kicked in the dick. And that's what would put him down. <laughs> That powerful left hand of Miz had me going too, Gabe. Boy, I kind of thought. Well, again, he hit him. He, he hit him in the dick twice. Like, what do you want? Yeah, like, no. 
Two, I, I, you know what I want? Two, better two crotch kicks, and I think you're probably, you know, you, you, you think you got a chance. Yeah, what I want is a better match, since you asked. I want a better You'll match. You'll get Guther and Brock in Philly, okay? Wait for okay, me. But, but don't make me believe that, that this guy's a baby face. That's bullshit. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, but just, again, I mean, just the, the way they I mean, they, they booked themselves in a not great spot, but the way they booked themselves, I thought they handled themselves pretty well on Saturday. I'm glad we mentioned the collision because I had side by side on Saturday in the hood cave because I know I don't know how many people was watching collision. I know everyone's watching Survivor Series. but <laughs> It wasn't a lot. According to the it, number, it no, wasn't. Yeah. It was tough. It was tough. I but, get it. Oh, oh but, wait, but again. By the way, wait, 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 wait. What about the take the slate off? Hold on, put that down for a second. Put it down for there. Well, we got CM Punk coming in. No, take that down. <laughs> did you guys watch the the main event of Rampage into Survivor Series? Because how I did it. The the oh yeah the pure um, championship right yeah the, yeah which I wanted I wanted it uh, I wanted it to be better I guess I I had higher expectations it was a good match I thought it would I thought it would be better like him him cheating again to to win I thought was interesting. Although, although him going up to shake the hands of the judges after the match and some of the judges refusing to shake his hand was a nice touch. Yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good match. If I had a fourth or fifth slot, it would be that match. I thought it was good. I mean, because that to, for me, that was the pregame into Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I forgot. It was on a 6th Central. I forgot, and I had to go halfway up. Rampage, damn it. You know, you well, apparently – Tony more upset about losing Shibata out of the country than he was CM Punk showing up at Survivor Series. I saw that. So. Yes. <laughs> oh, which is yeah, which is why Shibata had to give that up. Um, yeah. Also, like by the way, I know we didn't notice. I I wish I'd have mentioned it last week on the show because I would remembered. I didn't get to watch SmackDown because it was on FS1, and I completely forgot to set my DVR for FS1. It was just it was below average. But the point is though is that. That should automatically record for you. You shouldn't yes. have to manually go in. If it's SmackDown, wherever SmackDown right. is, mm-hmm. it should automatically record. That's not great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would agree, but whatever. I, I, I knew I made the mistake, but Survivor Series certainly delivered. A lot of things. Supersized episode this week. We had a lot of things we had to cover, and I'm sure we've got plenty of things to cover. If you're listening to this, check out our YouTube page. You can check this out. We do a video along with it, youtube.com slash Wrestling. Comment, subscribe on YouTube. Always, always helpful if you can do that. But we'll be back again next week with plenty of things to talk about in the world of professional wrestling right here on GKW.